0: I think it's going to rain
1: and then it's going to stop. This is I Am a Griefist, a childhood cancer grief journey podcast. Hi, mom.
0: Hi, Miha
1: How are you?
0: I'm doing well. How are you? Meh. Mm. <laughs> it's this season. Yeah.
1: So. Last week, we had talked about Davina. We sort of wrapped up Davina's story. Not that it's wrapped up, but her sharing her story was so impactful overall. But at the end of her episodes, she had talked about, you know, the holidays and learning what her new triggers are and learning as she's going through the holidays, you know, how she wants to do things. like, And that's part of the process. And so... She had said, you know, that Halloween time is Jace's favorite time because of Jack Skellington on Nightmare Before Christmas. And then she had mentioned, you know, that she's, she found some triggers through the uh, Halloween, but then she's like, you know, I'm dreading the holidays. We're sending you our love, Davina, and hope that, you know, the first holidays were kind to you this year, but we know and understand what happens that first year, this fog that we've talked about previously, of what happens during the first year. Again, we send you our love, Davina, and hope that this year was kind to you, this holiday season was kind to you. So, mom, as we come into the new year, seeing that this episode will release shortly after celebrating, I want to take this time to cover a few topics, one being the holiday season. So, mm-hmm how we've fared this year, and then also want to look back on a few of our guests that we've had on this year and reflect on this podcast and what we've accomplished. Holy moly. So let's get into it. So holidays, how were your holidays this year? But how was Halloween for you this
0: year? So Halloween for me is still like, I can't, I'm not passing out candies and I used to pass out again. I know it was special for her, but I think we all have these memories of this is, to me, that's when the season starts, the fall starts, and I love fall, and I love winter, because it it means Halloween, it means Thanksgiving, it means Christmas, all of that, mm-hmm. and for a lot of folks, it starts off with Thanksgiving, but I think with our family, because we celebrate your sister's birthday around that time, it just seemed like It was a celebration after a celebration after a celebration. And it was Mm -hmm. always like once we started having grandkids, it was always creating these memories for them because, I mean, I did it up big. So we had a blow up at one point and it was just so fun to see like the little ones trying to they're so scared to go through. One year I had it in the backyard, another year I had it in the front yard. So even before you came to my house, you had to go through that thing and you can Mm -hmm. see the the kids, you know, holding on to their, their moms. And there was really nothing in there, but just because it looked like a scary castle, that blow up thing. Mm -hmm. And they had to walk through it. They're like, something's going to jump out or something's going to happen. Yeah. And we, mostly what we did was different than when you guys were teenagers, because when you guys were teenagers, I started to try to scare people. Like, so we would do some crazy stuff at our house, our old house. And I would incorporate like your brother, I still remember the time that I had him like, you know how people stuff um, shirts and pants and put a hat on mm-hmm. like a dummy. And then they have the, the candy outside so that the kids can grab it while, you know, you you're going yeah. out to, with your own kids. Well, yeah. I had your brother one day actually dress up as if he was, I think the year before I had set it up like a dummy. And then this time I. Well,
1: had the and so move. the days leading up to Halloween there was a stuffed fake person outside. Yes. And so in a position. And so with the day of Halloween, we replaced that stuffed person
0: with Joe dressed up. It sounds like, right? That's what we did. And it was funny, funnier than heck. (laughs) A little kid, I would be, because I would be right there to watch, because I want to make sure that your brother's not going to get hit or nobody's going to do anything. Not that they were going to stop because they see some female out there, but I was out there monitoring, making sure that mm-hmm. you know. And they didn't steal more candy than they should have. <laughs> not, not that they didn't steal candy. It was more of I wanted to make sure that they weren't like I wasn't. We weren't trying to scare the little kids. Oh, and okay. Times that what happened is it would be a big kid coming, and. But following them was a little kid. And so, oh, so many times I sat there going, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's not real, it's not real. I remember doing that quite a few times. And (laughs) there was a a time that your brother was like, yeah, mom, it's funny to a point, but yeah, we need to stop doing this because it's scary. (laughs) And to be honest, I think it's really funny because part of it is like, I bought, gosh, what is the name of the group of kids that are famous for singing in Rome for Christmas themed, like caroling in Rome in the church? Uh, Yeah, there's a, there's a famous, God, I can't think of it right now, but I had bought a CD with that. Oh,
1: I remember. I remember. I don't know which group you're talking about.
0: And I remember, yes, because I brought it over here when we got this house and my husband said, you better put that devil worship crap out of here <laughs> because to him, putting it out on Halloween made it sound like somebody's worshiping something and it ain't yeah. God. It was pretty satanic. Uh-huh. Yes, it it felt like it was, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was all in Latin. It was it was this group and it was a church group and it just sounded solemn 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 but if you put it with a crazy looking person dressed up like that with your brother right there and all these other decorations out there it sounded scary
1: it was pretty scary
0: yeah but it's funny that you know it's one thing it's actually praising god and people saw it as something scary but it, it was that's what it sounded like it did sound satanic but we got to the point of to not even want to celebrate it anymore And when you guys were teenagers, it got to the point of, okay, now we can have fun with the teenagers. And then you guys started having kids and it's like, no, I don't want to scare them guys. I am not going to, well, your brother and your sister, but I (laughs) want to, I wanted it to be rated PG now. (laughs) It's going to be like fun now for everybody. It was going to be fun for the parents. Uh They have to sit there and, you know, deal with the kids not being able to go to sleep because grandma scared them yeah so we made it fun we didn't used to do before the you know bobbing for apples we didn't used to do you know these games i think what we did is we used toilet paper and we had races to see who can who can get rid of their role fast at you know while because working as partners making the other person look like a mummy do you remember that so we were doing all kinds of stuff and then we had themes i remember we had Okay, so for this Halloween, we're going to do like everybody dress up like superheroes or, you know, we're going to dress up 80s theme or, you know what I mean? So we had those that we were doing because, again, we wanted we we got together for your sister's birthday and used it as a Halloween party because everybody else, the Halloween was the week after. And they were going to go through their own residences to get candy. So I wouldn't see them and I wouldn't be able to see their Halloween outfits. And that was a good excuse to be able to see all my grandkids, all my nieces and nephews. It was so much fun. It really was so much fun. And Thanksgiving was always at my house because I had a huge house, huge living room, huge great room. So to me, it was a blessing to be able to do that for my family. I had no problem setting up. I bought all kinds of stuff so that we can do formal. Like we had, you know, the dishes, the utensils that we didn't use plastic because I was okay with washing dishes and taking care mm. of it afterwards. And we just did it big. We just made sure that every kid in this house was grateful to be here. Now we didn't, I mean, nobody got like a super big gift, but everybody like, if we have a, like the baby and for her big brother everybody brought a gift for them so they were opening up gifts as if they were at home but just you know even if they weren't like huge gifts they were still opening up a whole mess of gifts because that's what we were little ones making sure that everybody left happy you know we didn't want anybody there's no crying at Christmas right There's no yeah (laughs) So again, Thanksgiving was always here. Christmas, I, you know, I tried to have somebody else do it, but I would still do Christmas here. It, to me, what was most important was to have my family here. And mm-hmm. again, because I feel like I had the biggest house and the biggest room and the best attitude about it, right? We're, <laughs> it, it was okay. Are
1: you throwing shade right now that you've got the biggest house and best attitude?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> well, how much this has changed my attitude about everything now, because yeah. it should be important that my family gets together. And now I feel like my anger has taken that over. My mm. de- my depression has taken that over. And I am trying to work through that. And maybe my age too, I just don't have the energy anymore to get ready for it and then clean up afterwards. I, I don't know what it is right now. I'm trying to work through some stuff and trying to find answers, trying to find meaning mm-hmm. um, for what we've been going through and what we went through. Because it's, I know when my dad passed away, that made a difference, but it didn't stop us from getting together. But when the baby got sick and mm-hmm. passed, when she died, it it was My, I feel like my whole world turned upside down and I can't, I just don't understand the why of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And again, it's the suffering and hearing the stories of how these children suffered. And I remember our first Christmas. I know we had a first Christmas and I'm saying, I remember, but I don't, I don't even know. I don't remember it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what happened. So, and I know. We have several people that this is their first Christmas that we've had on the podcast. So just understand there'll be a Christmas number two, there'll be a Christmas number three. It's just the first one. If you don't remember some things, it's okay because it's really a fog. I really do believe that I missed a whole mess of time because I can't remember. And Mm -hmm. I think I can't remember because I was so depressed. I was Mm -hmm. into my grief. And The grief was just the most important thing. And I'm trying to find my peace so that I don't just focus on that because I'm missing out on other things. Now I'm turning around and now the youngest of uncle Joe's kids is 12. I'm like, where the heck did the time go? And I think I've said this before. He has no memory of those things that we did a long time ago, which is really sad. Yes. And we have younger nieces and nephews that have no memory of that. Mm -hmm. And I think this was supposed to be like, not the party house, but the family house. You know what I mean? My niece, her two kids still come here and they feel like it's familiar because I've babysat before Mm -hmm. and they're comfortable being here. They don't see this as a strange house because they've been here, but they don't have a memory of celebrating things here. They're so young though. They're, they're younger than 12. And I'm sad that they don't really remember the how we decorated for, because we decorated for Halloween. Like I would put black curtains up. I had, I mean, I really went, you know, all out for decorating. And yeah, then- Afterwards, it was Thanksgiving and I really went all out. I took the black curtains off and put different curtains on. And remember when The Walking Dead came out and there was this little video that you can put like on a screen so that on my windows it looked like, you know, there was The Walking Dead trying to get out. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. zombie escape. Yeah. yeah. So there was so much out there and I just thought, oh, let me try this. Let me try that. It would always be something. Let me see if we can scare people into not coming to our house. Right.
1: Yeah. If- Halloween time was just fun. Yeah, yeah. Halloween was fun. But then we just hit this point of like Halloween was the time where things went south for the baby, yeah. you know? And so our perception of the holidays completely changed. It was, yeah. it was something that was fun and we could celebrate to our world taking a turn. It's no longer that it now signifies something more negative. And that's unfortunate, you know, like, but I do feel like we do our best to try to still celebrate and do it in memory of, but it's hard. It is hard hard to be happy. It's hard to smile. It's hard to do these things to celebrate knowing that a piece of us is missing.
0: Yes. And the biggest thing that I can see from the other families is they have the other children and they want the normalcy for the other children but they still want to honor it's very hard and maybe it helps to have that so that you can keep moving Mm -hmm. and you know but there are some people and we know of some people that have actually just checked out and they don't really nothing else matters except their grief Well,
1: I felt like that was me this year. So we would generally spend it with our friends who moved to Georgia because like you said, we would do like a birthday something and then Halloween night, we would do whatever with whoever. So we would spend it with our friends, my husband and I, but they moved. So they used to live in LA and now they've moved to Georgia. And so we went to visit them this year.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was okay. Like, I don't, we don't go to celebrate Halloween. They have two kids we don't go to celebrate Halloween. We went to just spend time with them. Yeah. But in that they celebrated Halloween, right? They went trick-or-treating, they dressed up. But we stayed at the house and Jake and I passed out candy to some degree, whoever came by, but that was hard. Like you could ask him, I sort of sat in their dining room and I sort of just checked out. Like I let him deal with the kids, deal with passing out candy, just cause it's so, it's such a hard day. And so, and to see the little girls and to see the princesses come through and, you know, the trick or treats and, you know, all of that, it was, it's really hard. And so like, I just have this, these moments of good and bad, you know, just throughout the day, but it was, it was a nice distraction from the holiday to be able to just spend it with friends. Yeah. So that was great. And then Thanksgiving. So this Thanksgiving was a little uncertain too, because we have these other, covid variants happening right and you know we had the family get together sort of like in their immediate families right Um, but they invited everybody you know if you want to come but no pressure to not you know to come and but if you want to come come yeah so that was nice and so we sent some i sent a a dish over and
0: we spent some time with my sister so yeah and- it was nice to be able to see some of the family that we haven't seen in at least you know a year since COVID started so a year and something when when we got together so yeah is it years now when COVID started has it been like two years now or is it a year
1: yeah I, it was like at the beginning of 2020 yeah okay. so we're coming up on two years yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Thanksgiving was different. I mean, we, we did a very similar Thanksgiving last year, what was sort of our immediate family. And so we yeah. just got together with the immediate family and had a meal. And it's really not about like celebrating anything. It's a day to be grateful, but it's a day to also just spend with family and get together. But there was this theme I saw on social media about being grateful, being grateful and grieving at the same time. And I know that that's hard. I know it's hard to be grateful and to be grieving the loss of your loved one at the same time. And I felt that I definitely felt angry still, but I also felt grateful. And I think that's two separate things. And I think I posted about that too. It's two very separate things. I can be grateful that I still have my mom. I can still be grateful that I have my family, my husband, all the good things, right? Yes. But I could still be angry that we're missing somebody, that somebody... Who really enjoys these holidays is not here with us. Right. So, you know, that was sort of enlightening for me this year is to go into Thanksgiving with knowing that, with going, you know what, it's okay to have both. Yeah. They, they're independent of each other. I just felt so like I was violating someone, violating my feelings if I am grateful, knowing that right. I still carry just this anger. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So that's good. There is this like, how can I be grateful when the baby suffered so much in cancer? How can I be grateful for anything Mm -hmm. when this is the worst thing that ever happened to this family? Right. So it's hard because it is overwhelming and it feels like you're doing a disservice by saying, right, well, you know, my mom's still here, but I'm old. Well, (laughs) I mean, I know
1: for that I'm more grateful because you're old. Shoot. I think Betty, Betty White just died and she was 99.
0: You never know when your last day is. And that's, right. I think, the point of trying to feel gratitude mm-hmm. is because you're not supposed to waste a day thinking about death. You should live your life like it's the last day you're going to wake up. Feel yeah. great just waking up in the morning. And it's very hard to do that because for a while for me, waking up in the morning is realizing again that she's not here Mm -hmm. so it's how do you get that balance how do you do that and I think everybody's journey is different everybody's journey is not going to be like okay so at year one this is going to happen at year two that's going to happen at year three
1: there's there's no book about any of this
0: everybody is going to feel different about it but the process is this is what happens. This is what's normal. And that's, I think, what we're trying to do with this podcast is just to let you know that this Christmas, we've gone through it. We know what it feels like. You may remember it. It may be a fog for you. That's what it felt like for me. So if it happens to you, just understand that that is going to be part of your normal. You're part of grieving. You're part of getting through this grief or living with this grief, I guess is more like it not getting through it really because I still feel like year six is, it's still there what we have to do is learn to live with that and that's what's hard because you didn't see yourself doing that I imagined her graduating grade school graduating junior high graduating high school with honors being like you know top student because she was so smart and her little attitude sometimes I know she was going to get in trouble for stuff you know and I didn't get to see that I didn't get to See her fall in love the first time. What I did see, though, I mean, when I think about it, when she saw her puppy Diamond, she was like ecstatic. She was in she love. She was in love. <laughs> <laughs> her little think,
1: baby Diamond.
0: But how is that supposed to be like enough? You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
1: it's supposed to be like consolation. Yeah, it's not like I so very often think about, and Davina had touched on this. Some, um, you know, like the should have The what would have been, but it's hard to not think about those things. It's hard to go, shit, what year are we in? We're coming, we're in 2022 now. So she would have been what, 14 years old? Mm -hmm. 15, 15
0: this year. Yeah.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. So it's hard to think about like who she would have been as a person and just not being angry that we don't get to see that. Right. Not being angry that we were robbed of this experience. Mm -hmm. But it is hard to live in the present when you are so very much grieving their future.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: Their loss and their future that they never got to have.
0: Exactly. So it's complicated. So everybody's story is different. You know, I had my mom pass away a few months before the baby passed away. So I feel like that brought on a different complication to everything, you know. But at the same time, I think like I never saw where we're at right now when she first passed, right, I didn't feel like we were going to survive this. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't living in the present, right after she died.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: When we were going through it, I think I had to keep reminding myself to live in the present, be present when she's laughing, listen to her. I still remember playing with the little Barbie RV. And it was just her and I and we would you know, share little secrets. So, and gosh, I remember just even, you know, the bamboozled beans when she would start, I mean, it was just her and I in the room and she would whisper in my ear, like, this is what we're going to do when Papa Steve comes home. And (laughs) i laughing because I'm thinking we're whispering like little, two little school girls. And, and I'm just laughing at what, how excited she would get. And those are the memories now that are, overwhelmingly putting the bad ones away and not away where they're gone because it's not like you don't remember how badly they suffered but it's like I don't want to lose those happy memories that we have too Mm -hmm. and there's no timeline as to when that's going to happen though there's there's just everybody's different and I know for some folks you never get beyond the suffering Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I mean The holidays are supposed to be like this time of joy, this time of new season, a giving, all these things that are like, that make you happy, but there's such sorrow in it when you're in it, you're in this depression. Well, I have, I was at least in the season so hard. I mean, you don't even put up the tree anymore.
0: (laughs) Oh, We we have a really tiny tree now so that's the Uh,
1: tradition is because the baby loved everything mini yeah on thanksgiving we put out the mini tree which is super tiny like what a 12 inch tree it's super tiny and it has we have the super mini led lights and we find the super mini size of like ornaments and we put yep. it on the tree and anything else we could really hang on there that's gonna fit because it's so tiny yeah but that's the only thing that goes out but i think this holiday season was not good for me and i can't pinpoint why but i was super depressed this year and i don't know if it has to do with just like an accumulation of the year or like it's the seat you know it's the season and shopping like in COVID, and i didn't want to go out shopping so i tried to do some stuff via amazon but then it got to a point where like everything that I wanted delivered wasn't going to get there on time. And so yeah. like, there was just this added stress of holidays that really just put a damper in it for me. Yeah. And so then we tried to do a white elephant with the immediate family with the adults. And then I think we included the kids this year. It was hard to think of things for like that the, both adults and kids could enjoy, you know, <laughs> and it's not really the kids. I mean, cousin Angelina's 18 or her other cousins are teenagers almost teenagers so it's like they're yeah. in this weird phase too where like it almost doesn't matter what you're
0: gonna get <laughs> right right
1: so but I, I i did come in feeling really depressed about like my gift giving and that like i didn't put too much thought or effort into it and then i just felt shameful for coming with such like little well, like thoughtless gifts like i didn't put a ton of time into things and then we talked about it too we're only going to do white elephant and then everybody still got me gifts and it was like well i still got some you know some gifts too because i sort of felt like you guys were gonna (laughs) get everybody gifts anyways so it was sort of like we didn't have any clear rules and i think that sort of put a damper on it for me this year that i was just like well i don't know what i'm gonna do are we supposed to do this or that and then by the time i thought like time i figured out whatever what was going to happen it was too late to get anything through Amazon. So we're just like shuffling for something last minute. But then you can sort of see in the gift giving how little effort, you know, yeah, went but- into it. So it's, it's hard. A- it's hard.
0: It's a really weird time with COVID. It's affected everything. It's affected, like you said, the deliveries. It's, a- it's affected everything. As much as I want to think, wow, you know what? I'm fully vaccinated and booster and all that stuff. So I should be okay. I still didn't want to go out. I still was afraid. I still ordered online, it was just so much easier. But I've heard a lot of folks have gotten into weird phases of depression without having the added extra of losing a child to cancer is just this depression that follows when you're like, when you're stuck in a house for so long, and a lot of folks are working from home, so they don't get out if they don't have to. And all of a sudden, they don't want to get out anymore. Yeah, yeah. So it, Even some of the kids that ha- had to stay home and do their All their work at home. There was this, I don't hang out with my friends. I don't have any friends anymore. You know, it's hard. It's been hard with the mental health aspect. COVID has done a number on our kids, has it done a number on the adults? And then on top of that, to lose a child and again losing a child during COVID. Oh, good Lord.
1: Yeah. I hear you. I think that COVID has added this extra layer of stress of disconnect with family and friends and for the fight over the vaccine, who's vaccinated, who's not, you know, and it's just a lot. It's just a lot this year. It's a lot this year. And and I can't tell you that even before COVID that the holidays are really any better. But I do feel like these COVID years are amplified, are exacerbated because of COVID.
0: Yes. Yes, it's true. So,
1: yeah, I mean, the holidays suck. And it's so hard to say that they suck because it's a time for us to get together and spend with family. But it does, there is this cloud. I talked about this with Davina, this dark cloud that sort of hovers over Uh everybody, you know, trying to, trying to have fun or trying to have good memories, especially for the other kids that are still young enough to, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to reveal anything about a Santa, but I mean, like it's just, it's, it's difficult to work through those emotions and work through the grief through the holidays, but then COVID as well work through, you know, the family dynamics, the disconnect between families and stuff (laughs) through the holidays. But I sort of want to switch gears really fast. And I think we've, we've shared enough about how these holidays went for us and just talk about like the podcast for a minute (laughs) because (laughs) I didn't anticipate that we would be here about a year later still doing this. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that our story would connect to other people. I didn't understand the impact of us telling our story on other families who are grieving. I, I had no idea. All I know is that when we, you and I had talked about this, I was like, look, I really think we should do a podcast because telling our story it was through COVID. And I was like, you know, what better way to try to connect to somebody right now? Because nobody's meeting in uh, bereavement rooms. Nobody's going to support groups. They're all via zoom to just share our story and see if there's anybody that's like us out there, because in our support groups, there weren't a lot of people that were angry like us. There were a few and far between, you know, and we had shared our challenges with support groups, and so I had just had this crazy idea and I was like, "Mom, why don't why don't we try and share our story and see, mm-hmm. you know, how if it sticks, see if there's if it reaches anybody." Like, it doesn't it kind of doesn't matter. We're just doing this to to do it and to see what happens. But I am honestly so proud to be here today to say that we've done this for over a year. Sure, we skipped a couple weeks cuz I've had my moments or like Things didn't align, and I wasn't able to get the editing done on time. Trust me, this is a lot of work, guys. But like, wow, the people we have met, the families we have met that have connected to our story is remarkable.
0: It's it's amazing, really. Uh huh. It's amazing, but I know that for a fact. I've made good friends through this. Uh-huh. I. It's a horrible connection, but it's still a connection. One
1: hundred percent. Yeah. And I, I hate that we're connected, but I love that we're connected at the same time.
0: Yeah. I think the biggest thing is, is that what we tried to do, and, and I'm not saying that we were able to completely a hundred percent do this for your sister, but what we were trying to do as a family was to make sure that she realized that she wasn't alone going through this. And that's the same thing. I feel like we're trying to do with the other families is
1: exactly you're
0: not alone. And I really, really hope that one day we see that there is some progress and there's a cure for cancer, but if we don't get the word out it's not going to happen and we mm-hmm. do have a lot of folks that i I'm so proud of that are pushing to get some sort of change mm-hmm. um, all of these people that are trying to put you know either help other people that are going through this or you know volunteering at give kids a world or the research for that their type of cancer or like the blankets or even continuing with life and starting new life like with Ian and it's just Aww. it's just continuing with life and trying to make a change and trying to make people understand that this isn't normal it really isn't and it's but it's not it's, rare but it's not rare and this is a new normal for us and don't give up on life as much as we sometimes you know i feel like we get super depressing because we're angry it's still we have other grandkids. I, for me, I have other grandkids and I have still more to live. I feel like I have a purpose, I guess, more than anything at work. I feel like I'm more sympathetic, empathetic because of what happened. Now I feel like somebody else, the, the person on the other side of you know the phone line has their own story. And maybe I just don't understand their anger, but I do understand their anger. They might not be angry for the same reason, but there's something Mm -hmm. with them too. So I try, I'm a different person because of what happened. And I feel like all these people are different. Even if some people, you know, they're like raising their hands and, you know, making changes and doing things to help other people, which is fantastic.
1: And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I definitely appreciate those of our guests who were like, thank you for doing this. Just thank you for putting yourselves out there. Thank you for telling your story. And that just means so, so much. That's not hard for us to do. (laughs) Like you have to understand. I will talk about the baby as much as I can, as long as I can, you know, and, and it's to remember and it's to honor and to know that because of her, We've helped other people. It really touches my heart that she's been able to motivate me to tell the story, to be out there and to help other children, help other families that are going through this, that didn't choose this life. They didn't choose this horrible experience. And so like, what better way to honor my baby than to help another family? So like, I can't thank you all enough for listening in, whether or not you agree with everything we say, but just being open to hearing what we share to hear right. you know, our side of the story and thinking, you know, being just a little bit different. Cause I know that with childhood cancer, it's very delicate. It's a very sensitive subject, but like, I'm, I'm one of those that like, am not afraid to say it all. And I don't think you are either, mom. I think you're not afraid to say it all. And I think that's what I love about us doing this together is because we can, we can speak our truth and not be afraid of that. You know, we yeah. can, we can't speak our truth and it, we're not going to be judged by it. And that's what I think the goal of this too, is to help others be able to speak their truth and not be afraid to share the truth. And if that's angry, if that's religious, so be it. We, we respect An honor that that's your grief journey. And we, again, so appreciate your support in us continuing to do this and, you know, reinforcing that what we're doing is good for the community.
0: One of the biggest things that I can say, I guess, is we've always had this open communication between us.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And what really we're doing is letting everybody else in to our conversations that we have because really... As a family, what we've tried to share with each other and include each other, because even when your sister was going to the group counseling, it was "Come with me after she went, right? She figured out if it something that was helpful. She was like, "Come on, come with me," because she knew we all shared in it. And mm-hmm. it helps when you have like your family member that's a part of it, but that you can also vent off of mm-hmm. and the pain that she handled we may not have felt it to the extreme that she did but we were right there we were close second we were the we did everything that we could to help although i don't know that we were able to take any pain away from her at least it wasn't an isolation that you know she felt like she was alone yeah and i think that's what we're trying to at least for me like i'm trying to accomplish that in And what we're doing is having people hear us talking, hopefully be able to relate and see if some of the things that we did may help. Maybe they don't want to do the things that we did. And that's okay too. Everybody has their own way of dealing with things, because as far as I'm concerned, like as much as I would like to have like Steve be consistently going to helping parents heal kind of you know, groups, sometimes he just doesn't want to go and it's okay. You can't force somebody to express themselves if they don't want to, if they don't feel comfortable. Yeah. But sometimes just listening to other stories help. Yeah.
1: Um, And that just reminds me too, like, if you're ready to share your story, like we're here for it. We want to provide you a safe place to share your story like there are some times that going to groups not specific for your loss doesn't feel very safe and and it might be something that's like you're uncomfortable with and even sharing with us might be uncomfortable that's okay but i want you to know that like we wanted to do this to offer not just us to tell our story we want you to tell your story too. We want to hear your story. We want to hear about your loved ones. We want to hear about your children because this is one way for us to help memorialize them and to remember them. And that's our goal.
0: Yes, to honor honor them as well. Yes, because once you're on this digital podcast, (laughs) it's out there. Mm -hmm. And I know Steve said that and when he was being interviewed, like they talk about the two deaths that you have this your physical death and then the last time somebody says your name mm-hmm. so no one's going to forget about the baby right. no one's gonna forget about your children because we right. will have this forever now so right
1: so let's go briefly and talk about and remember all of the kids that we met this year and the families so we'll start with our first guest griefists was kelly ria and charlie Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. All the way from Australia. I didn't think we would make it to Australia. I thought that was crazy that she was so fresh in her journey and she was like, no, I want to tell my story. Thank you so (laughs) much for sharing uh, with us about Charlie and joining us and supporting us. Oh my gosh. She is constantly advocating. She started her nonprofit to to do research in Charlie's name. And then she also sends shout outs to us all the time. Hey, this podcast has helped. Davina even shared, you know, Kelly reached out and said, hey, there's this podcast that helped me. You might want to listen to it. Sure thing. It helped Davina along her journey. So Kelly, amazing, amazing mama as well. Thank you so much for joining us this year and being so supportive of us. And we'll continue to support you however we can. Go support the Charlie's Rainbow AML research. She's doing a tons of great things you know get some more funding for childhood cancer and aml research Mm -hmm. please 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 go support her you can find her on our links in our page um on instagram and i hope to connect with her soon again maybe we'll have her back on to see how she's been after a year right i mean when we first touched base with her i think charlie had passed in about january time so well we might check back in with her and see how she's doing and then we had Uncle Joe. Oh, Brother Joe. It's so funny because I feel like Joe was so different, yet so many people.
0: I know. The
1: story. I thought it was so interesting that he was willing to share because Joe is such a reserved yes. person. Yes. But he brought such value to our listeners and Joe, Uncle Joe, love you. Can't thank you enough for sharing your story. And like I said, people still connect to what he's shared. So love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you this year for that. Then we talked to to his daughter, cousin Angelina. Oh, my God. Her story was so touching and so enlightening because, you know, a lot of our our own family guests, familial guests, we didn't know a lot about their story. We didn't they you know, we could talk about it briefly. But through the journey, we may not have been so in touch with what what they were going through. And so to hear it back was obviously painful to hear, but so valuable to share, knowing how their story could be impactful to others out there who might be going through it right now. Right. Like check in, check in on the kids. And that leads me to Michelle and the work she does with Good Grief Parenting But before I jump into Michelle, thank you so much, Angelina, for sharing your story and being with us and being the best. We love you so much and appreciate you, you sharing everything you gave us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And love you. And then Papa Steve, mom.
0: I know he's good.
1: So Papa Steve in general is just a funny guy. He's a hoot. But Steve is just like a really cool guy. But he gave us such perspective on being like that outsider. Mm -hmm. He's so funny. I love his thoughts on mediums. I thought that he and Joe too. (laughs) But I, I really loved having him on and sharing like that outsider's perspective. And he's not really an outsider, but there are these tiers of support and to know how he felt in his tear yeah and like you
0: said not outsiders but the support of the support team you know
1: right yeah so thank you steve for your time with us this last year and for sharing your story we love you mom especially and then we had chris chris on chris and anna yes chris was i chris was so unbelievable like she just she is this strong, incredible woman who's also out there doing such incredible work to try to help other families in the childhood cancer journey. Yeah. I really am looking forward to seeing that facility come together to help, you know those that are immunocompromised, spend time with each other mm-hmm. and look really looking forward to that. So don't forget I think I, if it's not already, I'm going to put it in my links on my page as well, please go support her and support this mission and support this endeavor. It's going to really help out a lot of families. Thank you again, Chris, for sharing your story, for being so open to us and sharing your story. And then we had Roxanne and Ryan. Oh, Roxanne. (laughs) She's she's really one that has stayed connected and really checked in on us and really checked in regularly. Um, Yeah. So I, I definitely feel this other level of connection with Roxanne, especially because she has so much grief time under her belt and shares her perspective about that. And that was a lot of what her journey was about. But the reality of her journey as well was not a ton has changed 25 years ago. Right. And in the research arena, in the funding arena and finding a cure for childhood cancer. And that's the disappointment of her story. But I mean, that's not anything any of us can control, but it's just the reality of what this world we live in consists of. Roxanne. Oh my goodness. Roxanne is such a gift. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And please continue to uh, raise funds for give kids the world. She was a big proponent of give kids the world and supporter give kids the world. And please continue to give to her cause And support her. I think her fundraising page is out there regularly as well on my page. So please go support her. Thank you again, Roxanne. Ian, Kate, and Gracie. Oh, my my goodness. (laughs) I
0: I love this couple. I love the story. I loved everything about them. They were so in their grief, they made us laugh. Yeah. And it's okay. I guess that's the whole thing is it's, it's okay to laugh. Which I think for a while I didn't feel like it was. Right. So, yes, they did a good job of showing us that you can still laugh.
1: Yes. And we wish nothing but a great delivery and healthy baby for you in 2022, Ian and Kate. Uh, we're thinking of you often and we wish you guys um, a great 2022 with the new baby keep us posted uh thank you again for sharing your story and about baby gracie oh she was just like she was another one that really just to know at the onset that there was nothing you could do to to save her was just something else and our lives are forever changed because of these stories um gracie's especially so thank you thank you thank you for your bravery in telling your story and, and sharing Gracie with the world and then good grief parenting. So Michelle and David, oh my God, Michelle was another one that was like, I love that she was able to take her story and help other families who are struggling with supporting the siblings. I think that was a missing component in what we had been sharing up into that point
0: was yeah, really
1: impact on siblings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it really helped me to see things differently, for sure.
1: Yes, but at such great expense. But yes. I mean, it is it. It almost feels like there's not a lot of people that are just going to go into that work just to go into that work. It almost right. requires some level of uh, Ex- direct. Yeah. Yeah. To go. No, this has to be different. This needs to yeah. be different because you have that firsthand experience. Yes. So while I am so incredibly heartbroken that that's what happened to michelle and to david poor david just so innocent but that she was able to take that and to do great work to help other families like we can't thank you enough michelle and really to give us another perspective of religion and i've said this uh from the beginning religion has always just been so hard for me Mm -hmm. And so to hear that Michelle is still so strongly connected to religion sort of gives me hope, right? Sort of gives me like, maybe there's something out there that I'm just missing, or I just haven't crossed that bridge yet to get there. So I so greatly appreciate Michelle's perspective and her connection with religion. And it gives me a little bit of hope. There is something out there for me that I can connect to as well. So thank you, Michelle, um, so, so much for sharing your story. And I hope other families out there are reaching out to Michelle who have these siblings and can support the siblings through their, through your grief journey and through the loss. Okay. And then it takes us to uncle Jake. Oh, my husband. I don't, I don't know. You speak on my husband. Cause I can just talk all day about my husband.
0: <laughs> no. So he's also very funny and we appreciate all of the perspectives that we get, but yes, he, he brought another insight or more insight into how things went and, and it's, difficult sometimes to hear it but at the same time it's something that people need to be aware of so we do appreciate everything that you know all the insights that he brought up so
1: I mean he took us in a bunch of different directions with the conversation (laughs) so like I but I appreciate that because there are a lot of like there are a lot of unanswered questions there's a lot of like perspective that he brought and he and you can tell, like, in his ability to be able to navigate those conversations, how it is to navigate my, me and my grief. You know, he's really supportive. He's really like, well, let's talk about this or let's explore this a little bit more. Well, shit, we talked about mediums and, aliens and religion and right and all these other crazy topics but i think all that's part of it to show you like all these things go into grief all these things are part of the process and so you start to question and you start to look into these things and i appreciate his vulnerability and being open about that and allowing us to have those conversations with him so thank you for your time with us this last year and for sharing your story we love you so last but definitely not the least of our guests from 2021 davina and jay again we just finished sort of debriefing on her story and she's just like she was out of this world she was just like a fire she was a badass mom she was really advocating she I learned so much from her and her story though tragic so incredibly tragic The shit that Jace had to go through But I think Davina left another imprint on my heart. Her and Jace has left an imprint on my heart forever. And like, I'm so appreciative of her being able to tell her story again, like Kelly so soon after her baby's passing. It's just so incredible to think. I I don't know if I could be able, if I would do it, if I could do it just so quickly. They just left such a huge impact on us. And again, thank you so much Davina for sharing your story, for coming on here and sharing your story. I said last but not least, but I wanted to thank my sister ultimately for being so vulnerable and sharing her story with us as well in those first couple of episodes. I know it was hard for her and I know it could be triggering sometimes, but the value she brought in sharing her story is like, I can't even put a price on it. Like it was just so much. And I know that there are tons of families out there that can connect to her and to connect to her story. And so as we continue to do this, though, I want to just give credit and thank her for sharing her story so early on with us and us being able to continue this journey and sharing our stories and the stories of others with the world. So it'll It's a little therapy for us to be able to continue to talk about this, but I do know that it's helping other people. That's really our goal is to just see if it reaches somebody to help them on their journey, whatever the help might look like, even if it's just to validate, or even if it's just to go, okay, we're not doing that. You know, that's not our journey that right. helps. And so mom, again, thank you so much for your unconditional support and this crazy idea. I had to start a podcast to talk about childhood cancer grief. It's a horrible conversation. It's a horrible topic to cover, but it needs to be covered. It needs to be out there. And so I wanted to thank you so much for doing this with me and spending all this time with me. I love you so much. I think that wraps up 2021 for me. How about you? (laughs)
0: That's that's it for me. Just so you know, like I know that we've said this before, but I would have it no other way. I would do anything for my children, for my grandkids, for my family. So why would I not support this? It's helped for other people that to hear they're not alone. Mm -hmm. And I wish sometimes that we would have had something like this when we first even started going through the journey because it. You know, we go through some things that we think might help other people that are in the palliative hospice stage. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what we can say, what we couldn't say. So it would have helped to have heard something like this, you know, during that time period. But especially after we lost her, just it just felt like it took a while for your sister to even find like even the compassion of friends because. Who looks for that? Who yeah. We didn't even know that existed. And to find when their main focus is cancer was hard. I mean, you were able to find the cancer support group, but it wasn't cancer for a child support group. right? It right? was so, the odd man out. Yeah. And that's what I feel like was missing this whole time is just because cancer in a child is a whole different world. It's not the same because you're watching your child suffer so much and it brings a different aspect to death it make it brings a different aspect to religion it brings a different aspect to god because this is an innocent child suffering Mm -hmm. like the worst like i i said before it will break an adult healthy man down and these Mm -hmm. children were able to smile through this yeah and you know love us and us knowing this love will never die because love doesn't die mm-hmm. but their their physical being preparing ourselves to that they're no longer the physical being part isn't there anymore mm-hmm. and realizing that the love though still goes on because our love hasn't ended my love mm-hmm. for her has not ended mm-hmm. so it
1: won't it won't but it's you know. walking the path of these conflicted feelings of yeah. anger i'm so mad she's not here. But I love her so much. I want to do these things in her honor. And she would have loved these things. She would have been happy. This would have made her laugh. The would haves are so challenging. So to be able to do this, though, in her honor, to know that she's not here is so hard every day. And so we know that this grief journey is a challenge. We know that it's hard to wake up sometimes in the morning and go, Nope, this is my reality. But know that you're not alone. If it just helps one person, we're going to continue to do this. So I want to thank everybody again for 2021. It was a pretty shitty year. It continues to be a shitty year, but in the grand scheme of things, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your support. We want to continue to do this. So please continue to support and support all of the families that are are doing the activism, trying to find a cure, trying to fund the research for this. Please get out there. Please continue to support. Friendly and shameless plug, I'm doing the Pediatric Cancer Research Foundation uh, 5K. I put my support page out there. So please support. You can join my team virtually. So there's no excuses to not participate because you can do this from wherever you are. The important piece though is to support the research so that we can can, try to find a cure. So with that, mom, I'm going to wrap this one up. Thank you, thank you, thank you again from the bottom of my heart for doing this with me through 2021. I'm not looking forward to 2022, but I think we can do great things to help families through 2022 and beyond. So, thank you. I love you. I'll catch you on the next one.
0: Catch you on the next one. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Good cool kid. Love you.